السلام عليكم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد brothers and sisters i am really thankful to allah to have the privilege to address you for a few moments how many of you heard of muhammad ali you know um i'm blessed to say that he was a friend of mine and you may not know this but uh, muhammad ali was really a very funny guy i never forget you know he was on uh he was in a plane and the flight attendant said uh Mr. Muhammad Ali please put on your seat belt. He said uh, Superman don't need no seat belt. She looked at him and said Superman don't need no plane. <laughs> so he put on the seat belt. I echo Sheikh Hamid's statement about us and about what you will be tomorrow inshallah we are eager to pass the baton to you sitting here in this audience right now are the leaders of the muslim ummah tomorrow how will you be hamid was right muawiya he said there is no wisdom without experience. So we are hoping to share with you some of our experiences. You can't be on this planet a half a decade or half of, you know, a hundred years, I guess without learning something. So we're hoping that we can share with you. The rewards that you get as leaders of the Ummah, as teachers and Imams and heads of Muslim communities is tremendous. Over the last five years, so many people came to me and say, you know, Imam Saraj, you came to our city 20 years ago and you have no idea what you meant to us, how much we benefited from you. I pray that happens to you. I was in London two years ago. And a brother came to me and said, Imam Suraj, do, do you remember me? And by the way, this is the worst thing you can ask speakers. Do you remember me? I want to say yes to everybody. <laughs> but you can't remember everybody. But this brother I remembered. I used to stay at his house when I went to London to give talks. He said, Imam, 20 years ago I asked you for some advice. I said that I worked in a bank and 
I want to know should I continue working in the bank or get some other job and I gave him what I thought scholars would give them. Enjoying on one another righteousness. And I said, you know, brother, it's better, I think, to get another job. My opinion, and I gave him why. He said, Imam, 20 years ago I followed your advice. And I left that bank. And I went to work on my, what myself. He said, when I was working at the bank, I made a lot of money. But since I left the bank, I now make three times more than I did in the bank. And three of my children, Hafiz al-Quran. You'll find that people will ask you advice and, and you will help them, inshallah. The people that I would speak to is Dr. Jamal Badawi, Abdullah Idris Ali, Dr. Muzammar Siddiqui. These are some of the pioneers of Islam and get from them advice. I was in Atlanta, Georgia, and I ran into a doctor, cardiologist named Dr. Niazi. He ran into me and said, Imam Suraj, you know, we have three enemies. And he was agitated and excited. We have three enemies. He said, number one, our enemy is sugar. Now, I don't know if you know anybody from Sudan. The Sudanese never put sugar in their coffee. They put coffee in their sugar. <laughs> so he said, sugar, salt. Sometimes I'm in the cafeteria and I watch you eat. Yeah, I'm looking at you. I want to see what your diet is like. And I see the brothers taking the salt and Sugar, salt, sugar, diabetes, salt, hypertension. And the third one he said, maybe I won't mention the third one unless you ask me. The third one he said is bread. And so I want you to think about later why he say bread. You see sugar, you see salt, right? But why he say bread? And I know you are like bread because I watch you when you eat. Everything in life, if you want to be good at it, there must be balance. You play basketball, it's balance. You dance, it's balance. Martial arts, it's balance. Everything that you do is balance. And when you go to the extreme, too much, too little, somebody gonna be hurt. Our job here, when we pass the baton to you, the future, the leaders, to make sure that you don't make the mistakes that we made. So what I like to do is give you the easy part first, and then when we have dialogue, then the more challenging aspect. 
What I'm going to say is easy. You're not going to disagree with what I'm going to say, or me and Hamid. You're not going to disagree. But when it comes time to application, that's going to be the challenge. Hamid said, I, I didn't have to give a speech. He gave the speech for me. He mentioned priority. Everything in Islam is about priority. Everything is not the same. For instance, Dalai bin Masood asked the Prophet What deed is most loved by Allah? Pray on time. Then what? Obedience to parents. Priority. This is the principle. Never ever give up a fard to do sunnah. Never give up a fard to do a sunnah. A man came to the Prophet he wanted to learn about Islam and the Prophet said khamsa salawat, five prayers a day. And the man said, Hal Is anything more than the five prayers a day? No, except what is extra. Must you make five prayers a day? Yes. Of course. You could be punished if you don't. Study the Qur'ans, and I'm telling, I'm telling the sister now, she's going to have to stop me. I'm not going to stop by myself. Literally, Hamid going to come and drag me, because I ain't stopping. I'm letting you know now, I, I, you, you in charge of me, and if you tell me to stop, I'm going to stop, but I don't want to stop. I just, I, 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 I want to talk to you. I, I, you know, I love you so much. For real. Do you know there are many places in the Quran and the Sunnah that the people in Jannah will talk to the people in Hellfire? Let me give you one example from the Quran. The people in Jannah will look down at the people of Hellfire and say, Ma salaka kum fi sakar? What are you doing in the Hellfire? Kalu lem min al We're not those who used to make prayer. We are held accountable for the prayer. Must you make qiyamul layl? Do you have to? You have to? No. It's sunnah. Extra, if you do it, you, do, you get rewarded. If you don't do it, you're not punished. And then the Prophet said, Siyamu Shahru Ramadan, fasting in the month of Ramadan. Is anything more than the fast of Ramadan? Except what is extra. Do you have to fast in the month of Ramadan? Of course you do. Do you have to fast on Mondays and Thursdays? Do you have to fast the fast of Dawood every other day? Do you have to fast the six days of Shawal? 
You have to fast the, the, the beginning of the uh, Hijjah. Uh, you have to do it. No. But it's extra. And then the Prophet said, Is anything more than the zakat? You have to pay zakat. But what about the extra? Do you have to do it? No. If you do it, it's more. I went to my daughter's graduation. And, uh, you know, I love graduation. By the way, I cry at every graduation. There was a graduation from preschoolers. And I'm like, <laughs> I, love, I just, something about graduations, man, make me cry. So they said, so-and-so, come laude with distinction. So-and-so, magna come laude with great distinction. So-and-so, summa come laude with the greatest of distinction. You know, when I went to school, you know, um, some of my friends, were happy just to pass. And the, I don't know what the passing grade is now, but in those days it was 65. So when my friends come, oh man, oh man, what, 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 how'd you do? I got a 65. What? What? And then another of my friends go, oh man, oh man, what's the matter? I got a 99. There's some people who just want more. They're not satisfied with just a little, they want more. And you should want more, but not at the extent, extent of fault. For instance, man stays up all night. He prays, and he falls asleep and misses Fajr prayer. You missed the point. Never ever give up a fault to do a sunnah. Number two, Always think about priorities. For instance, Aisha radiallahu anha said, If Allah had first revealed, don't drink alcohol, the people would have said, We will never give up alcohol. So Allah, in His infinite wisdom, don't ask people to do what they're not ready to do. And when you're dealing with youth especially, you got to understand and appreciate that. you got to give them what they can do first. Otherwise, they won't be able to do it. You're future leaders. Now I'm going to base my talk on something that happened 1,400 years ago, and then I'll try to conclude after a little bit of commentary. There are a number of places in tradition where you see Akhar Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam bayna Abdurrahman ibn Awf Asad ibn Rabiyah. The Prophet made a bond of brotherhood between the Muhajireen and the Ansar. Abdurrahman ibn Awf Asad ibn Rabiyah. This one, Akhar Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam bayna Abi Darda'i wa Salmin. So the Prophet in his wisdom, can you all hear me in the back? Can everybody hear me? Everybody can hear me? Okay, good. That one may be better. It's the same? She says the same. She says the same. Can you hear me better? That's better? Okay, thank you. Oh, man, yeah. 
That's what I'm talking about. I never got an applause for a microphone. Put it away so that it And he found his wife, Umdardai. And she had shabby clothing on. Her clothing was so bad. He said, Mashatnuki, what's, what's the matter with you? Now you have to imagine how bad she looked. And listen to what she said, SubhanAllah, the sensitivity of this woman. She said, your brother Abu Darda'i, he has no need of the dunya. See, that's a lot. That's a lot of stuff, right? She ain't, she ain't saying nothing specific, but she... Get my point? So Abu Darda'i, he comes. He comes home. And... He knows the sunnah. He makes them from food. The Prophet was asked, uh, he was asked, um, Are you Islam khairun? What Islam is the best? Feed the people. So he fed Abu uh, Salman, but said, Go ahead and eat, I'm fasting. Solomon, he said, I ain't going to eat unless you eat with me. Was he fasting Ramadan? Of course not. So he ate. Then they went to sleep. When it came night, Abu Darda'i got up to make salat. No, Solomon said, now I'm asleep. So they slept. A while later, Abu Darda'i got up to pray. 
Solomon said, now I'm asleep, and he slept. And then in the last part of the night, Solomon said, now get up and pray. And they both prayed. Let me show you brotherhood. After the prayer, Solomon said, your Lord has a right over you. You a servant of Allah, you ain't got no excuse. If Allah said pray five times a day, you pray five times a day. If Allah said get up and fudge you, you get up and fudge you. Allah has a right over you. Allah has a right that you fast in the month of Ramadan if you don't have no legitimate excuse. Allah has a right over you. Take some of your money as a cat and give it to the poor. Allah has a right over you. And then he said, but you, you have a right over yourself. You have to eat. You have to sleep. You have a right over yourself. Allah has a right over you. You have a right over yourself and your family has a right over you. So give each one of them their right. Because there's something about human beings, we have this tendency to be extreme, even in good, we wanna do good, but if we don't have guidance, we will make a mistake even in the good. And this is why the Prophet, peace and blessing be upon him, said that Allah said, Ya ibadi, kulukum dolun illa min hadaytu, fastahduni ahdikum. Every one of you are misguided unless I ask you. Therefore, unless I guide you. Therefore, ask me and I will guide you. And this is why 17 times a day you say, Idina surat al-mustaqim, idina surat Because you don't know, we don't know. We need guidance. We need divine guidance. We need divine guidance from the Quran and guidance from the Sunnah of Muhammad So now, now, so now Abu Dardai did something amazing. He went to the Prophet and said, what happened? And the Prophet said, Sadaqa Salman. Salman told you the truth. So what's the point here? Everybody have rights, man. Brother, brother, your wife got rights over you. You get it? I gotta talk to the brothers for a second. So don't get, you know, you so busy. Yeah, man, I gotta do the dawah. Yeah, do dawah at home first. You know the old saying? Charity begins at home. It's a true statement. How you go give charity somewhere else and don't and neglect home? And this is why the Prophet, peace and blessing be upon him, said, Dinarun anfakta fi sabilillah. And the money that you spend in the way of Allah, and the money that you spend to free a slave, and the money that you spend to feed the poor person, and the money that you spend on your family, the most reward is the money you spend on your own family. Don't you tell me you spent all the money in the masjid. No, 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 son. You bring some of that money home. In fact, you give the money, you know, give it home first. And then if you have any extra, then you give it. That's why that's why Allah is asking the question. Uh, Allah says in Quran, Yes, I don't know, they ask you what you should spend 
Kul al afwa was extra. What do you mean extra? After you take care of the family. Now, almost finished. I had a couple minutes. I'm doing good. You know, last year you must have heard about this old man in Kansas City, 70 years old, decided to rob a bank. 70 years old. He goes into the bank and he gives a teller a letter saying, a note saying, I got a gun, put money in the bag. So the teller puts about $3,000 in the bag. The 70 year old man takes the money. Instead of going outside of the bank, he goes sit in the lobby of the bank. Soon the police come and you have to expect them to come because the precinct is half a block away from the bank. So when the police come, the man says, I'm the one you're looking for. And he gives him the money. He doesn't have a gun, never been in trouble before. Goes in front of the judge and the judge said, why did you rob the bank? He said, your honor, I would rather go to jail than spend one night with my wife. I, I can't, you can't make this stuff up. He was sentenced, he was sentenced three weeks ago. You know, whenever you get a, you know, a punishment, the punishment should be suitable for the crime. You know the punishment the judge gave him? Six months home confinement. I'm just saying. I conclude with this. You know Allah blessed me with nine children. I have first time I got an applause, I have nine children. I'm not saying I'm finished by the way. You know Allah blessed me all of my nine children, every one of them I sent to a full-time Muslim school. I tried my best to give them good Islamic education. If I could do it again, I probably would have given them more by time. You see what happens when Allah bless you to be a servant of the people, you're on demand. Like Hamid. Hamid, can you come here? Hamid, can you come there? Now if my child asks me, if Muhammad, one of my sons, said, Dad, I want you to help me with my math problem. Since you went to college as a math, uh, you know, to study math, can you help me with my math problem? I cannot say to him, son, I want to help you, but tomorrow I'm going to London and I got to prepare for my talk in London. I'm leaving a father to do sunnah. Because on Yom Al-Qiyamah, Allah is not going to ask me, Saraj, what did you do for the people in London? What did you do for the people in Australia? What did you do for the people in France? He's going to first say, what did you do for your own children? Every one of you is a, is a, uh, 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 um, uh, Hmm? Yeah, every one of you is a shepherd, 
and held accountable for your sheep. Yeah, the imam is a shepherd, but the man is a shepherd in his own house over his own family. That's fine. That's mandatory. So we have to learn how to balance so that Allah the Almighty will be pleased with us. Charity, it begins at home. All of you, I make dua. You will be some of the great leaders. I long for the time when I can come here and sit in that seat and listen to you. I, that's, that's like, you know, uh, you, you know, uh, I go jogging sometimes, right? And I know when I go to this track, I've been watching the people. And the thing that people fumble with all the time in the park when they're practicing, relay race. They can't get it together. It's easy to run a 100-yard dash or 440, 880. It's easy. But one of the most difficult races is the relay race. And why it's difficult? Because you have to pass the baton. And you see about the baton, baton that most people don't know, I used to run track, is that whenever you are running and you have to pass the baton, never ever pass the baton to someone who's standing still. No. What happens when you are running, you got that baton in your hand, and when your teammate see you coming, they start running. So by the time you pass the baton, they're in full speed. This is what we have to do for you, to pass you the baton. So you work now. So you stand in our place. You don't have to make the mistakes that we made. You will know and understand priority. Put first things first. You will understand that Allah has given you a family. Put them first. Charity begins at home. So when you leave this conference, don't you ever forget. Don't you forget your mother and your father. How dare you? How dare you, your mother and father, now old age, you forget about them. How dare you? You blessed parents and you show that love and that respect for your parents. You go visit your parents and ask your parents, what is it that you want from me? And be obedient servants of Allah and be the followers of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam.